Thank you, Linda. Take your Bibles, if you will, and let's go to the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John. Almost everyone has heard the reports and have seen the tragic-filled faces of parents and uh, teachers and children who have experienced the latest and one of the deadliest school shootings in our country. This has really captured my attention. I have a niece and nephew that live within a 60-mile radius of what took place. I think that captured my attention for that reason, but I think it captured my attention because even in all that we've seen in this nation, in this type of violence, these are such little people. Six and seven-year-olds, first graders, some of them incurring multiple wounds. It's a tragedy. It's an unspeakable sadness. The grief that most the most innocent among us are taken in such a brutal way. These young and innocent children, old enough to board a school bus, but yet too young, way too young, to be faced with such darkness. It's a reminder to us all today that this world, even on its best days, is a dark place. With all the advancing technology, you've seen it, You've been Christmas shopping. We have more technology than most of us know what to do with. It's way over my head. The technology that can put us in touch with someone halfway around the world with the touch of a button. This world with all the colleges and universities loaded with our finest young adults. With all the accomplishments and all the strides that we have made as human beings, our world is still filled with darkness. What is this darkness? I want to talk a minute about the darkness. Because sometimes believers aren't aware. They're not in touch. Part of darkness is deception. Deception would have us believe that it's just not that bad. It's just a little shadow. It's just a little grayness. After all, we're getting better. Things are getting better. We're getting smarter. We're getting more advanced. There's a lot of people with goodness in their hearts. Let me just tell you, the world is still dark. Darkness is a reality. Darkness is not a theatrically contrived concept portrayed in a movie like the Twilight series. I'm not rendering a judgment on the Twilight series. I know how to split people by doing stuff like that. But I'm just telling you, things in our world try to make us believe that darkness is just a theatrical thing. It's just something that's in a book that we can read about. It's just something that we can pass off. It's that 
psychic reader that we pass by on our way to and from work. And I pass by one on Graham Road. It's just entertainment. It's just entertainment. What's the big deal? We all get entertained in different ways. Some of us get entertained by going and having a palm read or or looking at a Ouija board. It's not darkness. It is darkness. Darkness is a reality. People tamper with it. People play with it. People experiment with it. Let me say it this way. Christians play with it. Christians experiment with it. Christians toy with it. We think that darkness is benign. It's harmless. It's just there. It's not. Darkness brings consequences. Darkness is a condition that's loved by people. Turn over to chapter 3 of John since you're there in the book. Jesus talked about this when he was talking to the man Nicodemus. Darkness is a condition that is loved by people, Jesus says. In other words, people are at home with darkness. Darkness is a place where people want to hang out. People want to stay. It suits our flesh. It suits our sinful desires. It suits the way we have a tendency to think and the way that we have a tendency to do things. Jesus said in verse 19 and 20, And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Verse 20, For everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. People don't like the light. People like the darkness. They want things to be hidden, secluded, unnoticed. Secret. The darkness. Jesus says, It's a condition that people love. We'd rather be in darkness than be in light. Darkness is also not benign. It's not empty of power. It it does matter. Darkness originated on the day that Satan, in the form of a serpent, came to a woman in a beautiful garden filled with light. And he offered her independence from God. He offered her the opportunity to be godlike. He offered her the right to lead her own life in the form of a piece of fruit. And she took it and she ate it. And the world outside of the garden was filled with darkness. Darkness isn't cute. It doesn't come without effect in your life. Darkness is evil. It drains you of life. It takes life from you. You. Maybe you saw these words posted on the internet after this terrible tragedy from Max Lucado. Many of us know him as a wonderful Christian writer. He penned this prayer. It says this, Dear Jesus, It's a good thing you were born at night. This world sure seems dark. 
I have a good eye for silver linings, but they seem dimmer lately. These killings, Lord, these children, Lord, innocence violated, raw evil demonstrated. The whole world seems on edge, trigger happy, ticked off. We hear threats of chemical weapons and nuclear bombs. Are we one button push away from annihilation? Your world seems a bit darker this Christmas. But you were born in the dark, right? You came at night. The shepherds were night shift workers. The wise men followed a star. Your first cries were heard in the shadows. To see your face, Mary and Joseph needed a candle flame. It was dark. Dark with Herod's jealousy. Dark with Roman oppression. Dark with poverty. Dark with violence. Herod went on a rampage killing babies. Joseph took you and your mom into Egypt. You were an immigrant before you were a Nazarene. Oh, Lord Jesus, you entered the dark world of your day. Won't you enter ours? We are weary of bloodshed. We, like the wise men, are looking for a star. We, like the shepherds, are kneeling at a manger. This Christmas, we ask you, heal us, help us, be born anew in us. Not only did Jesus enter this dark world, he came as the light. Isaiah prophesied this in Isaiah 9, 2. It says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Jesus said it of himself in John 8, 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And in John 12, 46. Jesus says, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. You see, only light drives out darkness. It's fun to see little children walk into a a darkened room and not realize that the light switch will remedy everything. They're looking for other ways to find their way in the dark. I've even heard a little child speak at the dark to say, go away. And the darkness remains. How will the darkness be dispelled? Only with the light. Only with the light. The darkness in the world and the actions of the people of the world in your life cannot be driven out by advanced education, cannot be driven out by human goodness, cannot be driven out by trying to be better or do better. No. Only the light of Jesus Christ in hearts and lives of people will drive out the darkness. That is the only remedy. In Psalm 18:28, it says, For it is you who light my lamp, The Lord my God lightens my darkness. In John 1, 5, it says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. 
When there's light, my friend, no intensity of darkness can eliminate the light. Hide it under a bushel. Good. I'm going to let it shine. In other words, nothing should be able to and can put out the light of Christ. His light cannot go out. The darkness can thicken. The darkness can oppress. The darkness can come. And the darker it gets, the brighter the light. Is there darkness in our world? Yes. Will the darkness deepen? Unfortunately, I have to report yes. But in the midst of the deepening darkness, the light of Christ will only be brighter. He will only be brighter. The darker the sky, the brighter the light. And so in our dark world today, remember Christ came into the world, into this darkness, to be the light to give perspective, to illuminate the darkness, to be the light. It is the entrance of Jesus into a life that brings light. He has come. This is the message of Christmas. Just like Christ entered the world in the darkness of night, He has come into our darkness to be the light. I pray today for Newtown, Connecticut, that in that dark nook, in that dark community of 27,000 people who have lost 20 children with one violent act, that the light of Jesus would come into that dark place and illuminate that place and illuminate those families and illuminate those churches. My brother and my niece and nephew have lived in Connecticut for about 11 years, and I've visited there many times. It's not like northeastern Ohio. There's not a church on every corner. In fact, it's hard to find a Bible-believing church. It's taken my brother about eight of those years to actually settle in at a church that really preaches the Bible that really worships the Lord. Even in our own nation, there are pockets of places that are far darker than where we are. So I pray for them today that in the midst of the darkness, that Christ will be the light, that his presence would be real. What is the answer to the darkness? The light, Christ Jesus said it in his own words. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It's believing in Christ and following Christ that brings life. There has to be a connection point to the light. We can't just acknowledge the fact that, oh, that is Christ and He has come and He has been born of a virgin and He is the light of the world and He is the Savior of the world. Look, there He is. That's not enough, my friend. Jesus said of this light in which He is, 
He said, you must believe and you must follow. And if you don't believe and if you don't follow, there'll be darkness. For those who need Christ today, the answer for you is to believe. Because in believing on Christ, you can come out of your darkness. Without Christ, if you don't know him today, you are in darkness. You are in darkness. Your life is in darkness. Your eternity is in darkness without Christ. So to see him and acknowledge him as the light is wonderful, but you must believe in him to come out of the darkness. For those of you that know Christ, and maybe in a way I'm a little more concerned about this, Christians have darkness in their lives. How do you know that, Cindy? Just take it as a fact. Christians dabble. Christians entertain it. They bring it through their cable system. They bring it through their computer. They pay $10 a ticket to see it in a theater. They wink at it. They play with it. They think it's hidden. It's not hidden to God. In Isaiah it says that darkness is light unto God. He's not stumped by darkness. He doesn't stand and look at our darkness and say, I I can't see it. He can see it. He's got 20-20 vision. He sees it all. We think we hide. We think that we can put it on the back burner. We think that we can put it somewhere where God will never see it and we'll just cover it over with good works. It's not working. God looks right through our good works and he sees the darkness. And if darkness was benign, it wouldn't matter. But darkness is not benign. Darkness is death. Darkness removes us from the presence of God. It's important, my friends, to deal with the darkness. And the way we deal with the darkness is by bringing it out into the light. By bringing it out into the light. Confessing. Sharing. Accountability. All of those are ways that you can bring it into the light. Because if we don't bring it into the light, the darkness will ruin us. The darkness can ruin us. So today... Maybe you've allowed some darkness in your life. You know. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you now. The thought is running through your mind. Today, Christ has come to be the light. To dispel that darkness. I urge you today, and I implore you today, bring darkness to light. Otherwise, it will take you down. Unfortunately, I've been in the ministry long enough to see people that I've loved 
allow darkness to exist. Thinking passively, it was just there and it's not going to have any effect on me. It took them down. They're not serving the Lord today. They're not walking with Christ because it was that corner of darkness, unattended, winked at, allowed, continued. It took them down. It's not needed. It's not needed today, my friend, because Christ is the light. He has come into the world to be the light. Your light, my light, in your whole life, in your whole life. Let's pray. Father, it touches our hearts today what's taken place in Newtown, Connecticut. It's just a visible reminder of the darkness in the world today. But Lord Jesus, you have come to be the light. You are the light of the world. Jesus, we are so glad that you came. The star introduced your presence to the wise men who were coming from afar. The angels of light filled up the sky and announced to the shepherds that you were born. And they came and they bowed down. They noticed and gave attention to the Christ child. The light of the world brought light with him to announce his coming. Jesus, you still are the light of the world. We thank you that in this dark world, that if we believe in you and if we follow you, that you will light our lives, that you will be the light within us. So with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I don't want to leave today without giving someone the opportunity to embrace Christ. You're in darkness. Darkness brings confusion and chaos. Darkness brings depression and loneliness. Darkness brings an end. But Jesus wants to enter with his light. As we close the service this morning, is there someone that would say, Pastor Cindy, I want to embrace the light of Christ. I want Christ to come and light my life and enter my life and dispel the darkness and deal with the darkness and remove the darkness. With our heads bowed and eyes closed. You'd say, Pastor Cindy, that's me. We're just going to take a moment. I'd like you to stand. Congregation, I'm going to ask if you would repeat this prayer after me as we support our friend here today. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you you are the light and that you have come into the world to save me. I open up my heart to you today. And I acknowledge that you are the Son of God. 
And I ask you to come into my heart. That you would be the light of my life. That you would drive out all the darkness. And that your Holy Spirit would come and live in me. Thank you, Jesus, for being the light of the world. Thank you, Jesus, for being the light in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.